Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickaloaf and Dr. Zong! And Wendy too! Already, welcome to Silver and Gold, everybody. I am the Loaf, and with me, Doctor Zom and Wendy F. Hey, friends! All right, uh, this What's week. What's F stand for? Uh, you can just use your imagination. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, friendship. Um, we are doing some uh, incestual themed movies this week. Uh, we're doing. Uh, what are we doing? Oh. Um, close my eyes, little British romance film from 1991. Wowzers, starring uh, uh, what's his name, Alan Rickman. What was his name in uh, in uh, Die Hard? That's what I always like to call him Hans Gruber. Um, and then uh, we're doing uh, the uh, the the Dreamers, 2003. Bernardo Bertolucci. Um, that guy likes sweaty apartments. Um, <laughs> Wendy, welcome to the show once again. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Before we get into stuff and stuff, why don't you let all of our brand new three listeners know what kind of stuff you're up to? Because you have lots of projects all the time. Oh, gosh. I have so many projects. So I host a podcast called Double Page Spread, where I interview comic book people. And I've been preparing for uh, setting up interviews at San Diego Comic-Con coming up. Ooh. So I've been uh, doing a lot of that. I'm actually hosting a live event next week where like, I'm recording with a guy who uh, directed a documentary about the rise of black nerd culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why am I laughing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I've got him and you know, an African-American comic shop owner. and you know, So we're all going to have that sort of, you know, that conversation about what's different. <laughs> <laughs> now it's hilarious for some reason. <laughs> We're going to talk about you know the economy of Wakanda and what Black Panthers really do in there. I don't know, whatever. Game <laughs> under the nerd skin, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I have to tell myself that. Did they win the war with Atlantis? I, I don't know. I should find out. <laughs> we should. So I imagine if they if they lost, then the economy would not be very good. No, no, but you know, those Atlanta Namor, he looks like he's just, he's so smug. Oh, he is smug. He's the Fuck. worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always trying to get with married women. <laughs> he, he was a real dick at the beginning of Fantastic Four. I remember that at least. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't know who he was. Wasn't well, that. He knows who he is. He's still a dick. No, he kept trying to, he kept trying to kidnap uh, Invisible Girl. No, but I think the first one. 
Remember, he was in New York, and he had a real long beard and long hair, and he <laughs> didn't know who he was. He had amnesia. Oh. Yeah, that's going all the uh. way back. <laughs> I had that little uh, uh, paperback book that had, like, the first, I don't know how many issues, from one to, like, ten or five of Fantastic Four. Yeah, I have them all uh, digitally that I got very legally. <laughs> they put this all out digitally? Oh, yeah, they do. That's right, they do. Yep. God damn, that cricket was fucking loud. <laughs> was it? Yeah. It was like screaming cricket. Wendy, what else are you up to? Well, I also host uh, two movie podcasts. I, I co-host <laughs> The Trashy Trio. What's where, that about? Uh, well, I, it's just Why don't you tell us? I constant, <laughs> a constant journey back and forth from Italy to Japan. <laughs> yeah. There's no, you're telling me there's no trash in other than those two. Um, They're going to have to dig into German films at some point. I yeah. know. We have to. We have to. We're just so and and the next movie we're doing for that is um is oh, a lonely cow cries at dawn. <laughs> I've got to see that. John, Dom, do you know about this one? Yes, I, I was on their group the other day. <laughs> Some of the pictures were pretty. Awesome. I can imagine Clive Owen, you know. So, so here's my question for you, Tom. Yes. What what do you prefer, lactation or rosebud porn? Or lactation, a hundred percent. I do not like that fucking uh, the rosebud. No, not that's not my thing. I just wanted to see if you're grossed out. What is that like? Is that like pink sock? What is that? That's the prolapsed anus. Yeah, where okay. They push okay. out the whole butthole. The innards start coming out. What's wrong with people? I know. Jesus. All right. And uh, what's your it's other Obama? <laughs> <laughs> he brought the prolapsed anus to the White House. Well, you know, it's because we all got such amazing health care that everybody just feels they can just do whatever they want with pushing their assholes out. That's exactly right. My intestines can go wherever they want. Just <laughs> <laughs> pull your like, lower intestine out your anus. <laughs> and so the other one, on a much much more family-friendly note, is uh, See Here, the music movie podcast. See Here. Yes, with uh, Morris Brzezinski and Tim Merrill and and uh, and and but why am I and Bernie Bernie Sticky? Oh, I didn't know he was doing that show now. Yep, yep, he's our fourth, and we just nice. taped one this morning where we talked about Walk Hard, the uh, the Dewey Cox story. Nice, <laughs> that's a funny movie. Okay, yeah, but that's all. Cool. Um, so uh, I guess how is everybody, Zom? How was your week? Before we get into this, is there anything anything huge that happened? Anything you want to share with anybody at all? <laughs> uh, what are you speaking of? Um, no, I just went and visited my parents for the first time in six months. So, oh, uh, nice you. Got to hang out and watch my nephew play baseball. He's playing like American Legion baseball and playing against 20-some-year-old men. And he's a uh, junior and high school oh. but he's he starts and he pitches and they won and you know he's good there's and some, um, there's, there's some american something or other team amateur team playing chinese taipei here this weekend i don't know what that team is some kind of touring amateur I re- the only thing i know about taipei is the taipei death match which was axel and ian rotten and they had their fists taped and the tape was covered in glass like I, I've seen that. That's it was re- see? it wasn't very good. 
Well, <laughs> how much can you do with, a, uh, yeah, I know. with self-mutilation? How do you feel about self-mutilation, Wendy? Oh, you know, I was a teenager. I mean, so it's a sexual, in a sexual way, not in a, you know, crying out way. <laughs> My brother once tried to set me up on a date with a guy he knew who was into vampirism. Because oh, nice. he thought that I'd be, like, really turned on by bloodletting with somebody. I have no idea where. Uh, but, yeah, so Eric desperately tried to get me to go out with this guy. He's like, you'd be into that. You're oh. into that. I'm like, no. i got to tell you, as far as sex goes, I'm not into, like, blood being involved. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, God. We're yeah. going to talk about that a lot in the dream. <laughs> and, and, Wendy, how was your week? My week was wonderful. You know, it was the 4th of July. And uh, oh, here, yeah. I don't know what <gasps> there. I had to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I did get all weekend off, um, so I've started moving into my new kind of ghetto apartment. But uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'll be saving some money. Um, in the ghetto. Yeah. So my Fourth of July was working, and my weekend after has been moving shit. So I bought a mattress. Yay! Is it gonna be on the floor? You just laying in a mattress. On right the floor? now, yes. I need to find. Well, hell, if you're of... gonna live in the ghetto, you should have found one like that somebody threw out along the road that has a big cat piss stain on it, <laughs> or something else piss stain. Don't even put like a sheet on it or anything. Just lay it. <laughs> it's got like bugs crawling. <laughs> All right, Wendy. I don't know if you remember. We do. Wa- we do talk about the movies we've been watching lately. I don't know if you have a list ready. Or if, it, if you can ca- recall anything, if you want to look up, everything I've been watching is movies I've been watching for the for podcasts. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I feel like I've already talked about them on every other show I've been on. So yes, watch or watch, listen to double page. Wait, Sorry. listen to double. That, that's not movies. Uh, Trashy trio for what's the movie you just did? You uh, said you said oh, the well, lonely. We just count. did. We did one for Ilsa, and then we did one for Malabimba, the malicious whore. I have that on DVD. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> And uh, what about on uh, you know, see here was Dewey Cox? So cool, the malicious Zom. whore. You gotta love that. Zom, what have you been watching lately? Dated many of those. Anyway, um, <laughs> I watched. Uh, let me see. I have a list here. Right before we started doing the show, um, I was going to watch Mean Girls, but I watched uh, Old Boy from 2013. It's newly added to Netflix, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's that one with Josh Brolin, Brolin and uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Samuel Jackson, <laughs> and uh, it was directed by Spike Lee. Now, so far, uh, it's not setting the world on fire. Uh, the the main it it's seen it's sort of like to me they're they're kind of uh, spoon feeding everything, yeah, a little bit. Uh, the last part that I saw, Elizabeth Olsen was bent over a table and was about to get raped by some of Samuel L. Jackson's um, henchmen, which they had a nice shot of the boot, the butt from behind. She had her underwear on, but still, you know, it looked pretty good. Uh, Josh Brolin kind of, after seeing him in True Grit, where he talked, what are you doing here, you girl? <laughs> You're Maddie Ross. He kind of sounds like that to me all the time now. So anyway, <laughs> sorry, Josh. <laughs> Brolin. Uh, apparently, I fucked my IMDb up somehow. Oh, no. Uh, so I'm just going to go by my written list because I'm a pro and I have a backup. Do it. Um, now, this guy, um, isn't this uh, Charlto Copley? Isn't that eh, Blakey from... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, he's an old boy too. He's oh. District yeah. 9, wasn't No. Yeah, District I didn't even know that. Elysium? Yeah. A- the A-Team? 
18. Yeah. Okay. I watched uh, Three Days to Kill with Kevin Costner. Um, and uh, and to just, I didn't even plan this, but it's got the chick from the young girl from True Grit, uh, H- Haley Steinfeld. Is that what her name is? Mm-hmm. Like, Haley Steinfeld. She plays his daughter in that. So, it, and it has uh, Amber Heard, who is like a walking uh, Barbie doll, which I don't mean that like in a good way. I mean that in like she's kind of like a plastic human. She, she is. I mean, how can you? She's attractive, but there's like nothing there. It's just like a void, mm-hmm. like uh, no personality or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, probably got a nice puss though. Um, let's see. <laughs> Walk of Shame that starred. Um, God damn this list. <laughs> <laughs> Of uh, shame, uh, Elizabeth Banks. It's a comedy. I didn't pick it, but oh, it was actually the poster looked bad. A tad bit humorous. It had some humorous stuff in it, but it was it was. Bleh. It's not something that we should discuss. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the other one. Uh, this is so horrible. I I even planned ahead. I watched 2014's Endless Love. Mm. Um and <laughs> Shauna Fest or Feste is the uh the uh director and writer and it starred Gabriella Wilde and uh it was um Endless Love. It was wait it was it it they changed it a lot uh to make it too like the, I don't know if they went to the test audiences and they said okay Here's the old endless love, and here's the new endless love. And I'm not, you know, if you guys plan on watching it, uh, spoiler alert for anybody that's going to uh, watch this. Uh, it, it like they made it a happy ending, so fuck them. I forget and, did the original not have a happy ending. Did you see the original? No. Are you planning on watching it? No. <laughs> Well, when the guy's in prison and she okay. comes to visit him, that was the happy ending in that one. Oh. So it wasn't real happy. <laughs> in this one, there is no prison, and they're just in love, and everything's great. Um, yeah, I'd like to poop on her face. Not in a sexual way. Poop on this movie's... No, not on her face. On this movie's face. Okay. But how was it next to the faults in our stars? What? Are you making... That's is that an obscure reference? No, that's that other awful like romance movie that's out right now. Oh, give me a break. Do I watch <laughs> romance movies? Apparently. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> uh, Okay. So anyway, let's move on. That movie was not my choice either. And that was not even like a chick's choice. That was a dude's choice. Or one of my friends. Um, I don't know why. I guess it was new and available. Um, I watched The Raid, which I just call The Raid. I don't call it The Raid Redemption. Uh, by Gareth Evans, or mm-hmm. as Gareth Who Evans, H-U-W. What's that mean? Anyway, um, this was still good. It was still just action, 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 and fighting, fight. I actually liked it more this time than the first time I saw it, and I watched it twice this week. Followed by The Raid 2. Which you were seeing for the first time, right? Yes. Um, I liked The Raid 2. But it's now you loved it when you when you watched it initially. <laughs> yeah, had, well, no, I just said it. that because I was uh, just trying to be a dick. You know, <laughs> I was being mean, mean girl. 
Um, no, I did what? like it, um, but it's just so much different. I think that this one is more comic booky, like where you have several of these uh, villains that uh, was it Rama. Rama has yeah, to yeah. go through, and they all have their their specialty and their own little charismatic quirk, mm-hmm. which is almost comic bookish. Uh, but, but it was it was fun. I thought it was fun. I know some people said that they thought it was too slow or that it wasn't, you know. But I don't know. I I I don't know if I did love it. I don't know why I put I loved it. I thought it was good. Okay. But it wasn't. But then again, you know, we'll see. <laughs> time will tell maybe you'll watch it five times this week while soaking i bought it so i can watch it whenever there i want <laughs> um i watched comes a horseman and this is a more of a pornographic movie about um, a guy and his horse and he falls in love with this girl and she loves horses and it's got a lot of um what uh, like the horse sperm shots really Bukaki. <laughs> it's uh, directed by Alan J. Pakula and stars Jane Fonda, James Conn, and Jason Robards. <laughs> which one? Which one of those three took the took? Oh, the Jane Fonda Bukaki. all the way. Okay. Yeah, all the way. Jason Robards was mean, but you know James Conn helped her to embrace and not be ashamed of her love for horses. Nay. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Harmon was in this, so I don't know what that means. Um, but this is good. <laughs> it uh, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's a it's a post World War II kind of a Western, or yeah, World War II. And um, I thought it was good. Uh, liked it. <laughs> see see how we do these things. If my list was up, it would be this would be way better. Uh, it'd be eh, funny. Um, I watched Oliver Stone's Savages. Uh, this is a movie that I said that I would probably never watch again because I hated it when I first saw it. <laughs> and then I realized that I bought it on Blu-ray for like maybe 5 or $7 at Walmart, and it had a digital copy. So I thought, well, might as well take advantage of this. Well, this time I watched it, and Blake Lively, I want to poop in her face because she's so horrible. <laughs> uh, not in a sexual way, but just like because she was awful. She pretty much is the worst part of the movie and the reason I hated it and her narration is so horrible and now she may now if I found out that she was like a a graduate of MIT and she goes on to make like all these great movies then I would say my god she was just acting like a vapid moron in this movie (laughs) but I think she is just that so it was horrible. Uh, Benicio del Toro was great. John Travolta was funny. Uh, what's her face? Has big tits. Um, that one girl. What's her name? Is it Selma Hayek in it? Yeah. Yes. The one with the big tits. Selma yeah, Hayek. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, Taylor Kish and that um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know, man. They would just, I don't see a future for these guys. This movie had a huge cast. They're kind of, they're kind of, uh, not. They're, they're just like they should be like in teen movies, and now they're being put into adult movies. And I just, I don't know, I don't know, man. 
Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it kind of blew my mind. I watched it with a couple of friends. And they started to tap out early. And the, I just spelled Enemy. The poster kind of neat. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's um, At the end of it, I figured it out. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what it was. I figured it out. Um, but I don't want to say any more because it's worth a watch. I think Jake Gyllenhaal actually got paid. It, it, it would be like if you're wrestling and you had to work three times on the same show, like maybe once under a mask and then once in a tag team match and once in a singles match, you should get paid three times. <laughs> so he's the one. he should have been paid more than once? He should have got paid more than once. And that's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, I hardly watched it. <laughs> I hardly watched anything. I wasn't in a movie mood this week. Um, I just got back into, I guess, feel like watching shit just last night. But uh, I did watch the pay-per-view, the wrestling pay-per-view, WWE last week. Uh, the Money in the Bank. Was Who was just, the big? What was the main event there? That was just like who could get the briefcase and all that shit. Yeah, that's usually what it is. It's the it's whoever gets the briefcase gets a, a contract to uh, fight for the title whenever and wherever they want. Do you want to spoil it and tell us who got the briefcase? Um, it was Seth Rollins with okay, the help so of ones? Kane. Um, who Seth Rollins? He's is. one of the guys in the Shield, or it was oh, okay. in the, he was in the Shield. They've split up. There's a big swerve, and he's joined. They Triple split H up. So now Roman Reigns hates, and Roman Reigns and um, um, uh, Dean Ambrose both hate him now. So oh, he's the guy with the big blonde streak. Yeah, he's the the blonde streak guy is now the big mega heel, and he mm. won the Money in the Bank. And then, but they also had a second one with the world title up for grabs because Brian Daniel Bryan had neck surgery and he's out for a few months. So God, they put the title up, and uh, John Cena what? won. God so. hates Justin. He does. But I'm sorry, Justin, that Daniel that Daniel Bryan is injured. Um, but yeah, that's and then I, that kind of put me in a wrestling mood, I guess. So really, uh, for most of the week, I just watched like wrestling matches on YouTube, but. <laughs> Yeah, I did a lot of that. Yeah, and I watched some soccer and stuff. But I watched uh, this weekend. I watched uh, Cops and Robbers. Um, this is a, a oh. one I grabbed. This is a Donald Westlake story, and um, it's uh, starring well a bunch of people I've never s- seen in anything else that I could think of. Um, uh, what's the guy from Maniac? Uh, Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell's in it. He's got his hair is so bad; it's disgusting. It's like, like greasy. No, it's really frizzy and huge, and it's like almost like a combed over. But like, but he doesn't need a comb over because he's not balding. So it's just like this huge swoop over the top of his head, and he's very sweaty, and he's kind of skinny. Um, but other, yeah, it's a it's a story uh, movie. The story is of two cops that figure out like one of them is just bored and decides to rob a liquor store. <laughs> And kind of gets a high off of it, so um, they, these guys are—they're just pissed that they're all, their life is always on the line, and they're not getting much money or everything. So they figure out they—they want to try to rob something, make some money. So they team up with a mafia guy that they got the contact info from because of the—you know—he's been arrested before, and um, set up a heist. And it's—it's it's all right. It was, a, it was a solid little movie. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it, it was good. Um. 
I watched then I watched a couple of uh, Samuel Fuller movies this weekend that I I'd, I'd never seen anything by him before. But at the beginning of Dreamers, um, Michael Pitt mentioned something about going to the the, c- the cinema to see um, Shot Corridor <laughs> and the imagery in that. So Shot Corridor is on Hulu. So I watched it. And did somebody laugh? And um, it's really good. Um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> James Best is in it playing a a uh, guy obsessed with the Civil War. It's a it's an insane asylum movie and it's very it's it's really cool. There's some I love the use of color in it. It's a black and white film, but there's a few little scenes of color. Um and uh definitely worth checking out and like I said it's if you have Hulu Plus it's free on there. And uh, the other one I always get that one confused with that what was the movie where the Vietnam vet it was real low budget and he puts his baby in the oven. I haven't seen that. I don't know. Oh, 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 Combat Shock. You're yeah, about, Combat you're talking Shock. You're talking about the low-budget budget one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I hear the name Shock Corridor, I always think <laughs> of Combat Shock. Um, the Shock Corridor, is a, it's a journalist that plants himself in a mental ward. Peter trying, Breck from the Big Valley. Trying, he's trying to solve with, a... with uh, Lee Majors. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to solve a, um, a murder that happened, and he thinks that if he writes a story about this murder that happened in this in this insane asylum that he'll get the Pulitzer prize. So he gets, he convinces them that he's insane by cause he's in love with his sister. Whoa. Um, Is that insane? I mean, if she's hot, you know what? We'll maybe that's, that maybe that's, maybe that's why he, they brought it up at the beginning of dreamers. Now that I well, think you know about what? it, <laughs> it wasn't really a sister in the movie. Um, well, I just remembered that I watched old boy. This is a fucking big incest. <laughs> I should have watched something else. I, well, actually, I did watch like a couple of uh, clips where like moms and stepbrothers <laughs> and shit like that. But that was a different kind of movie. Um, and the other one I watched was The Steel Helmet, another Samuel Fuller. And this is also on Hulu Plus. This is a movie about the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a Korean War film before. There's there was at that time there there was only two, uh, that one and one called Men I think it was called Men of War with Robert Ryan and Aldo uh-huh. Ray were the two really the only two that were made now there's been more but right oh is um Thin Red Line Korea Thin Red Line no that one's no. what about Mash Mash that Mash was Korean was War Korea. Too. Yeah. yeah 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 I've seen but that Mash. was later wasn't it I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah that's another one. But yeah, this is, I mean, 51, this had to have been made when the Korean War was still going on, right? So, um, uh, yeah, Still Helmet, it's um, it's not just a standard war film. I thought it was really cool. It's it's a lot of about, it's, it has a lot with um, kind of race relations in it. And there's a very, uh, I guess, diverse group of people that end up holed up in this Buddhist temple. And they've got a little kid... Name them short round, and I'm kind of wondering if that's a like uh, another they used Indiana, it in Jones. Indiana Jones, but is that like he he said what the term was, but was it was the Indiana Jones character name just pulled from this? Uh, I don't know. I th- I would think that since Spielberg didn't he do that Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. I that think was, yeah, I, I would think that he was you know so much of a. He is it a cinephile? A cine- yeah. uh, uh, what? Okay, a film uh, buff, as they say. Film in the buff, cinephile, <laughs> or film nerd. Wendy, well, what do you prefer to be called? You know, 
I'm just somebody who watches movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there you go. Because I feel like saying cinephile or film buff like implies I'm I'm high on my own knowledge or something, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I if don't I, know. If I, I, just, say, I, if I, I say I'm a film bristle, buff. Like, I bristle the terms geek and nerd because I feel that implies that I'm socially maladjusted. Well, I probably am that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but if if if, I, if somebody refers to me as a film buff, then I become like the go-to for questions about films, I, and I'm and I've got the horrible memory, so I can hardly remember what I fucking watched this week, much less you know. Right, so I don't want people to refer to me as a film buff. Right, right, right. <laughs> but this was really cool. Um, I loved the the image of the steel steel helmet. Um, uh, the guy um, that guy was grizzled. Yes, he was. He they he found a guy with a giant melon. I guess Gene Evans, was that who he was? Yeah, with the cigar in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a cool little film. The you know, there was a Japanese guy in their division. There's a the Korean kid that follows them along. There's the black medic. There's the um you know, and then they're dealing with North Korean communists. So this was a this was a cool film. I thought it was uh, really well done. I need to check out more Fuller because his imagery is really it's pretty pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um he's got a few more on Hulu, so I'll be diving into those also. But oh, my nose itches. I, I like both of these a lot. So, and that's all I watched this week. Not much. I'm glad. I'm glad that the dreamers resulted in something good. You know, <laughs> like, I, no, so like, I watched a band apart after I watched after I saw the dreamers for the first time. So. Yeah, yeah. That, well, th- this is the second time I'd seen dreamers, but I don't recall ever. I don't know if I saw any movies due to it the first time. I saw the first time in the theater, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have a preference which film we review first? No. Um, let's do Close My Eyes. How about that? Yeah. We'll go in chronological. on my IMDb. All right. Uh, let's take a break and come back, and we'll talk about that one. Some Hans Gruber getting some ass. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's, from The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's house. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. Well, it's true that we love one another. I love Jack White like a little brother. Well, Holly, I love you too. But there's just so much that I don't know about you. Jack, give me some money to pay my bill. All the dough I'll give you, Holly, you've been using on pain pills. Jack, will you call me if you're able? I got your phone number written in the back of my Bible. Jack, I think you're pulling my leg. And I think maybe I better ask Meg. Meg, do you think Jack really loves me? You know I don't care, because Jack really bugs me. <laughs> All right. Back in break. I don't know. Uh, close my eyes. We didn't decide who's leading. Doesn't matter. Um, 1991. Uh, let's see. 
After some years of tension, Richard begins a sexual relationship with his sister Natalie. Now married, the relationship proves dangerously obsessional. Eh, that's enough. We keep um, talking like that. I'm almost there. <laughs> the stars, Clive Owen. Sa- I don't know how to pronounce her name. Saskia, Saskia. Reeves. <laughs> Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber Sinclair. Um, so, I don't remember who chose this movie. Some but why don't somebody start in and talk about a little something here, Wendy? I know I want you to lead so on now, one of these. What Which was one the you... relation? How old were they when they started not living? They said teenager at some point. They're, one of them was at least a teenager when their parents split up. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> they did say teenager, so you'd think it would be smaller, judging yeah. by how they don't feel like family at all. Apparently. But, yeah. Um, so, does anybody want to start with this? Well, I think she's... <laughs> okay, anyway, here's the deal, people. I got this movie uh, because at one, when I watched, I think it was Children of Men, and I became like this big, huge Clive Owen fan. I was like, I want to see whatever Clive Owen's in, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, I... Um, got online i started looking up his movies and trying to find cheapy copies or whatever Mm -hmm. and and buy them and this was one that came in the mail and it kind of took me by surprise because you know that this is a what uh, what do they call a taboo subject oh yeah taboo okay now the only taboo uh incest movies that i Remember seeing, I'm sure there's other ones that it was either implied or, you know, like, uh, okay, maybe like a sweet smell of success was Burt Lancaster and his sister. He was awfully, you know, protective, overly protective to the point of you were thinking, okay, is there something going on here? But uh, the only other thing I can think of is like Kay Parker fucking <laughs> porn movies like Taboo and Taboo American style. I feel like we're on the fucking trashy trio right now. So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're stomping on their toes, so we brought Wendy on here to so that when we did this show, that it wouldn't. It, yeah, it, we don't want to feel like we're we're invading your turf. Yeah, so we invited her to her turf to review this movie with us. So anyway, Clive Owen in this, I don't know how old he was, but God, he's a baby face. Yes, and, he's he's. Uh, is Wendy still there? I, I lost her. I'm trying to get her back. Okay. There she is. So anyway. And, Oh, there we go. Um, oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, babyface Clive Owen. But Clive <laughs> Owen looks like he is in his early 20s. I mean, compared now, he's so he's like got that rugged, uh, uh, manly, macho kind of a look now. But here he's like, like looks like a kid. He's got some smooth cheeks. Yes, he does. On his face. and this croupier? This is I don't know where this is. Where I mean this this is definitely the oldest one that I have seen or the mm-hmm. youngest I've seen him, but the oldest movie I've seen with him in it. Um, well, I think this is the one that really got him started as I don't think it was his first movie. But, yeah, this is his first. I mean, according to IMDb, he was in well, no, he's in a movie called Vroom <laughs> in 88. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he stars in that. Oh, he must. <laughs> um yeah, that one looks kind of stupid. Um, but that was the only other one besides TV stuff, and then this, and then everything after. So he started out with a bang, uh, or banging. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> he he you you 
right at the beginning, it's kind of shown that he is kind of a cad as far as a dude goes. He likes to kind of kind of go out and fuck around, and you know, he's sowing his wild oats. He's young. Who gives a mm-hmm. shit? Go out and have some fun, right? Mm-hmm. And then his sister. Uh, is she's going through, I guess, a breakup, and she's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say she's mentally ill, but she definitely... She's, she's a little eccentric. She Well, <laughs> she's she's very emotional, and she's, you know, I don't know. She loves candles a lot. She, yeah. And let me tell you something about the candles, people. I, I had a... Uh, what was the... Um, Oh shit! We just said something about a fucking what was the okay the two you did the oh whatever I can't remember but it was some uh, derogatory term about uh, that Wendy brought up about a uh, movies that she had recently watched or that they were going to do the cow woman <laughs> <laughs> a lonely cow weeps at dawn no but the the other one was something about some tramp something or whatever oh, oh, was, oh, bimbo the malicious whore the <laughs> malicious whore okay I was dating a malicious whore. And we used to do the, the. We used to go and we would buy at the craft store these big candles that came in this big tall glass things, and it was almost like something you would have in church. So that made it even kind of like even more perverse and weird. And we would light about like twenty of them in my small bedroom. What well, were you looking in the fucking wrapped around your finger video? <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. But I'm telling you what, you don't realize it until you do that. It's it's kind of romantic and you have that lighting and everything but it gets really fucking hot because you basically have a, a giant a fire. fire going on in your bedroom but she wasn't my sister or my mom or my grandma so or cousin so that doesn't have anything to do with this <laughs> so anyway the sister uh apparently they're kind of estranged that uh they they were split up uh the mom and the dad get divorced. One takes the one kid. One takes the other kid. Which I thought that was kind of. I don't give a fuck. That's still a little weak. You know, it's like, oh, you're just, you're not really like my. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, so anyway, because yeah, you still you still saw each other when you were little. You were still yeah. Not yeah. yeah. Grew, still I mean, I assume they grew up together. I mean, till teenagers. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. So, yeah, but I so- I just think I think the the way the whole thing goes is he's just a normal dude who's like really. You know, fucking horny and likes to fuck, and she manipulates the whole fucking thing just because she's a weak, insecure kind of a douchebag, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> because she she's she's now maybe this is just me because of course you know I didn't close my eyes when I was watching this. Eh? Get it? Yeah. <laughs> so when I was watching, I I, I there were times in this movie. Where, if you even if you took the whole incest thing out of the picture, she was really annoying. Oh with yeah. That, oh oh no. Okay. No, we, we can't. We can't do this. Well, we can't. Do, uh, uh, uh. And it's like Jesus Christ, bitch. Make up your. Fu- if I was him, even if it was my sister and she was hot, and I was having this <laughs> fucking awesome taboo fucking screwing, she would have gotten on my nerves, and I would have been like, you know what? You're a pain in the fucking ass. Get, go fuck yourself. I'll go get some. Uh, puss at, from the girl at the uh, what was it like the candy fucking counter or whatever that he just would go and say, <laughs> the hey, food, what's going on? Yeah, food street. Yeah. yeah so anyway, market or whatever. <laughs> she, she hooks up with uh, and I I kind of thought that I like Alan Rickman and 
I was trying to think of how to imitate his voice, and I really can't even co- – because it's kind of nasally and whatever. But I kind of thought he maybe should have been a little bit chubbier because they made a point that he just like ate like a pig all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's not really like fat or – so I was like, well, how's he not fat? Because he was always like, like he would make a picnic basket just for himself, and it yeah, would. Yeah, Rickman loved That's to eat. Right. That was he a, made a huge picnic basket yeah. just for himself. It was a that was a weird character trait of his to be. And she would always say that he was, you know, are, are you eating again? And you know, I'd be like, I might be eating, bitch, but you're going out and sucking your brother's dick. Well, was he it didn't just know that. Another way yeah, to yeah, indicate still. that his character is so excessive and just and just rich and useless was that it? <laughs> yeah, but he was also. I mean. I, I liked uh, – he was so controlling. I mean she was perfect for him because she's kind of a weak mouse, and he wouldn't even hardly let her speak. And not in a mean way. He was just constantly blah, 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 uh, You know, trying to show how smart he was or how important he was or whatever. But she hooks up with that with him and he like lives on this goddamn lavish estate. I can imagine this is like what where like Loaf's apartment is. What is yeah, it's exactly it. Except <laughs> yeah. Know, but now his family had made money from margarine in World War One and that's margarine. where he got money. <laughs> <laughs> margarine. They made money off of margarine. Talks like this now. I would love to eat your pussy. Anyway, but I did think that um, you know they were definitely saying something. At one point, I thought that her and Clive were fucking, and because you couldn't see who was underneath of her, and she was going to town. But Clive had the thought of Clive had just gotten her worked up, and so she went and rode the Rickman. And but the thing was. When she was fucking her own husband, she kept on her like uh, nightgown. Yeah, her big bloomer-looking nightgown. Yeah, but when <laughs> she was fucking her brother, man, they were they were getting nasty and naked and up against every- the wall and yeah, yeah. it's kind of hot. You know, I'm sorry to say this, but I mean, you know, hey, it was kind of hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sorry to say it. It was. Yeah, no. uh, um, the first, the first. Um, time that you see Clive and her together she kind of is like oh were you with a you know some basically saying oh were you I, I guess you were probably with some one of your sluts again or with some you know you're 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 so incorrigible or whatever and everything and he's just kind of laughing about it like oh yeah geez. pretty much so <laughs> pretty much and the one time that she was talking to him didn't he just – he was either in the middle of fucking some woman or he had just rolled yeah, off. Yeah, she – so the the time frame at the beginning of this is um, – it, it, it speeds through a few years. Um, they get reunited around 1985, and there's about six years, five or six years where they are more they, – they converse more than they did – Previously, because they had not talked to each other in maybe you know ten years at least, after their parents had split up, but they're talking maybe like once a year to catch up or or whatever. After he kind of randomly decides to visit her that one time in '85, and it's just one of her like mindless jobs that she's in her admin jobs that she just doesn't really like, and she's you know she's in a bad place. Uh, she's always crying or whatever, and wants you know comfort from him. 
Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, one of the times that she calls, he's setting up a new office, and he's kind of like looking like a high roller. And yes, and, and he is—he's banging his secretary on a plastic sheet <laughs> <laughs> in a half-completed <laughs> office. I don't know what the, I mean. Maybe the plastic sheet was so you don't stain the carpet. I don't know, but uh, so maybe Clive Owen has an excessive amount of cum. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Get ready for this." Maybe they're laying down the tarp for some golden shower action. She, she, ta- she takes out like a fucking umbrella, and he, you just hear like boom, 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 drumming on it from his big ropes of, of jizz. I imagine Clive probably, you know, he looks like he's he has a big head. You know, one thing I noticed about him in Does other that movies. Be very virile if, because he has a big head? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I would see it. him in movies, and you see this big, impressive head that looks like it's made of granite. Uh, and then when you see his body, even now, <laughs> it's not as like it doesn't match his head. You would think he'd be like big and muscular or something. Maybe I'm thinking too much of like action movie people or whatever. But he just has, he has like a big head, and um, <laughs> the trait of a good actor, right? It, it. I have heard that they pick people with big heads. They show up well on screen. It shows up well on screen. And can you imagine that big fucking noggin down there between your legs? Um, I'd like to think about that many times. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that little technical glitch. But yes, um, that was that was funny. (laughs) But even though the the sister, even though she, you know, when you finally see her uh, in the buff, she looks pretty sexy. I mean, she's got a nice body, nice boobies. Yeah. Um, she is kind of portrayed as being kind of a schlub. Uh, she dresses very conservatively, and she doesn't have, uh, from what you can tell, she doesn't have a lot of luck with men. And I think that that uh, something the, about her at times made me think of Patricia Arquette, and I'm not sure why. I don't know. She reminded me of like uh, like Greta Skaki and like those those blonde chicks that were sort of popular in the '90s, like that. Yeah, she reminded yeah. Reminded me of the of Richard Belzer's fucking wife that was in uh, Lady Chatterley's Lady Chatterley Two. Can't remember <laughs> what her name was, but that, but but, um, she's very frustrated. I don't think she's getting a lot of dick. No. Okay, and the dick she's getting usually probably isn't very good. Like it's not getting her off. So, how old do you think she's supposed to be? Probably late twenties. Okay, late twenties, and uh, she's and and she probably the only time she's ever had an orgasm is with like a pickle or a banana or something <laughs> Why a like pickle? that. Why not just a cucumber? They got the bumps. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, there was a cucumber when it went in and a pickle when it came out. So, oh. anyway. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> so anyway, okay. She is frustrated, <laughs> and she is so frustrated to the point. That, like Loaf said, I think there's there's this confusion thing where she, her parents aren't the par- are the parents dead? Yes, they're both. Okay, dead. so the parents are dead, and she's a schlub. She's kind of socially, uh, she's boring. She's a boring person, and she's very sad about her life, and she wants somebody to comfort her. But there's a difference, you know. There's the comforting, like give him a hug, and you know whatever. But when you when you do the open mouth kiss on the comforting uh, with your brother, yeah. it, it, there's that there's a line. You know, there's a thin line between love and hate. Well, there's a thin line between getting comfort from one of your relatives and 
getting it all. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, do either of you have sisters? Yes. I, I, I only have a younger brother. Have you ever kissed your younger brother open mouth? <laughs> um, it's been a while. Okay. Well, there you go. See, you knew when to you know say no. <sighs> but see, she does the deal where um, they like maybe do the the embrace and the hug like oh i'm so sad and then the little peck like maybe on the cheek but then she goes in for the the real kiss yes and i'll be honest with you people um if my sister did that to me i would be like what the fucking <laughs> I, I would be like seriously what the fuck's wrong with you what if and you haven't would- seen her in 10 years I don't care. I never see my family anyway because I don't go around them. <laughs> but I mean, it would just be kind of I I don't know. Even like if with if my friends are like, "Man, your sister's hot" or something like that. It's kind of like, "Fucking shut up." <laughs> you know, give me a break. So anyway, now my mom on the other hand, she's <laughs> But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's just there's a difference between like you're watching this and it's these two characters, and it's like if you're watching a Kay Parker movie and it's supposed to be her and her fucking son. Yeah. Then you know when it's your real, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, that's just me. I'm just saying, Wendy. I mean, are you like you know? Are you close with your siblings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother always used to do this thing where he would accidentally hit me in the boob all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like when my sister, when I was, when we were younger and she would like get on top of me and let like spit drip out of her mouth towards my face while she held me down. And then right before it would hit my face, she'd go and suck it back up in her mouth or like slap me and shit like that. I, I, it wasn't like a turn on. I wanted to fucking kill her. You know what I'm saying? So maybe but now with other women, it's a turn on. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's because you're thinking about your sister doing it. Huh? Maybe it's because you're thinking about your sister doing it. It might be, but you know, I don't know. It's just it's 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 kind of like a, the, Clive Owen's reaction is odd because he just like goes for and uh, you know like. It's not like he's not getting a lot of puss, right? So it's not yeah. like he's like, right. oh, my God, I finally found a woman that wants to screw me, you know, or whatever. Um, and he so, never, like, professes to her that he's always wanted her, does he? No, I think no. – well, they're toward the end, but it's – I think he just becomes – I don't know. I feel like it was more of her – It's all sexual with him. yeah. Yeah, because they even had that conversation about, like, oh, you know, uh, I'm thinking of you as a lover and you're thinking of me as a sister still or something. You know, I don't think it was fully reciprocal. I don't know. Is Loaf still there? I'm still here. Okay. (laughs) You could chime in. Um. (laughs) (laughs) um... Come on, bring some incest talk. Uh well Tell okay yeah, it, he did he didn't seem he didn't seem super into it at first it did seem to catch him by surprise but where he was super into it enough to fucking do it no 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 <laughs> not in not in not in eighty five there was years that passed but that's where his 
obsession with it comes in because okay they didn't fuck right off the bat right right all she did was kiss him they the, kissed and yeah. that was awkward and it now little, i could also see if like maybe she was drunk that would have been kind of like more yeah they didn't they didn't say if she was or not i don't remember right. but i mean if she would have been i i could see where he would be like whoa okay this was awkward let's i mean never, and she does apologize never she talk says, about so, this again <laughs> sorry i just needed someone to hug is her line Right. Oh, and can we also discuss how disinteresting his entire work storyline was? Oh, uh, well, yeah. that was, what was the point of that? Well, especially like, I mean, I guess we want some topical AIDS discussion. I don't yeah, know. They just kind of threw that in there. I well, know. I think it, I guess you could kind of look at it like he was very promiscuous. And then that kind of made him think, okay, what the fuck? Okay, maybe I better not be. Maybe I better stick with my sister because I know she's clean and she's a schlub and nobody wants to fuck her, so I know she doesn't have AIDS. Oh yeah, it's, I mean they they show him buying rubbers once. It like had some like pee, you know. PA, and that dude PA is PA like, stuff in it. what kind do you like? <laughs> in the in like the men's room, the guys buying rubbers and the the big fat guys like, hey, I don't, I never know what kind to buy either. I buy the peppermint. Buy the peppermint. It's the best. <laughs> It'll make your sister's pussy quiver. To go to the incest hangout. He, um, but you know, he over the every time they they would speak in the years following that initial encounter, he would always bring it up, and she was trying to forget it. Like she was, you know, almost like she was embarrassed of it. He's like, because he one he would always remember this necklace she wore because he was kind of like after she kissed him, and he was like noticing, holy shit, maybe I'm kind of feeling a little tingle for this. Yeah, he was going home. I guarantee you he was beaten off thinking about it. But then, like, he would always bring it up. He's like, do you remember that night? Do you remember what happened? She's like, well, you know, because she's now, trying to avoid it. she purposefully, she was egging him on because she would wear, like, this necklace and shit. It was such an ugly necklace. Was yeah. that supposed and to be a be like, you, uh, you know, every time he, and she'd be like, oh, no, it's nothing. Oh, no, I didn't purposefully wear this this time. And I was like, you fucking lying ass bitch. <laughs> She was full of shit. She was fucking like, one. I I think she was hoping something would happen. Maybe. I think she was a naughty girl. Could be. Yeah, in um, her fucking uh, uh, nightgown, whatever. And then Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah, she goes and hooks up with Alan Rickman, and all he wants to do, he doesn't want to eat her puss. He wants to just eat sandwiches all the time. Cheese and sandwiches in a, on a picnic. Um. Now, as soon as they get done fucking, he's like, wants to to uh, read his book. She's like, okay, you can go. Oh, thank, thank you. Uh, you know how I love to read before I go to sleep. And it's like, you just had sex with your wife. <laughs> and she just rode you like a goddamn bucking. While he just laid there, he was probably wanting to read the book while he was and eat a sandwich while he was while she was writing. His dick. <laughs> like George Costanza watching TV yeah. and eating a hoagie. <laughs> the little TV. <laughs> She goes, no, leave it on. Um, did, did, did did anybody notice the bird shit in his soup? Yeah, and they said, oh, do it. it's better. It's, it, it tastes better. It adds add, add, add it. some flavor. Um, yeah, so that was another time they were eating. Now, I thought they, they handled the her meeting and marrying or whatever Rickman a little awkwardly. Um, it's just like all of a sudden she's rich and a different person, well, <laughs> you know, having, and it's kind of mentioned in passing. Oh yeah. I missed your wedding and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, 
you know, they I, I don't know. It was a, a kind of an awkward transition when they. Well, finally... they had to throw. They they probably uh, shot that scene, but they had to cut it out so they could throw in that his boss had AIDS. <laughs> For no reason. They had to put a. They had to show the the amazing lip lesion makeup. I did like the scene where um, he takes his boss to that meeting, and the yeah. sandwich. Oh, the curry, the curry you know, tuna like, sandwich. That sounds like hideous. That was like a papillon moment. <laughs> He's like, yeah, with it, with the um, like the uh, leprosy or whatever. Right, right. You know, uh, that, that guy kept eyeballing that sandwich, and I hadn't seen this in probably 10-plus years, so I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, that would be fucking funny as hell if he picks that sandwich up and just takes a big bite out of it. And I forgot that, you know, what Clive does, which I thought was cool, but yeah. it was kind of, it was just, you know, it's like, you know, this. let's get back to the incest, you know? <laughs> I want to see more sex scenes. Yeah, and this is... Uh, this everything is... required to have some sort of, like, AIDS plot line at this point in the late 80s or something where they're trying to, like... Uh, I don't know what they were trying to do with that. This, and I, the... I, I would have liked to have seen more than just, like, them laying beside each other. I, want, I would have liked to have seen some more, you know, like, uh, Doggy and uh, 69 and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the truth. I would have. Well, the, or, or the the, the scissoring like in Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> no, uh, that was a good movie. Yeah. But see, like this is this movie's an hour and forty eight minutes long, and I feel like it would have been fine if they completely cut out everything that had to do with his job at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like it didn't add anything except the only was thing. Was it I guess supposed you... to be some sort of contrast where like? He was taking a step down in pay to be like socially conscious, and she was taking a step up. She was marrying up to be a gold guy. So, so maybe he becomes like the one pursue the pursuer by you know since he's kind of like you know he's living in a kind of a shitty looking flat, and you know he's got uh, he's he's working in like I don't know what looks to be just like an old warehouse or something. I like when she told him, okay. Um, if you go and find a girlfriend, then you can see me in a month. So he immediately walks out the door and he's like, "Hey, you want to go out with me? You want to go out with me?" Yes, <laughs> like his uh, the girl he works with. Who oh was, like, yeah, the, the, the homely the homely coworker with the small <laughs> face. And that was that was kind of <laughs> bullshit because you know she was probably like just dying to to have him pay attention, and she and she's like, "I can just tell that you're you're doing this for something." I'm telling you what, if Clive Owen was working with you and you're sitting there and you work across from him all the time and he never gives you any attention. And then he suddenly comes up and says, you know, Hey, you want to go out sometime that you would look at him in the eyes and be like, you're not doing this for all the right reasons. No, you, that schlub would have been like, fuck me. Like a goddamn whatever. <laughs> what, what would you say? What would be a good metaphor for fuck me? Like a jackhammer. Fuck me like you fuck your sister. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hard. Is that from something? Sister. Is that line from something? That sounds familiar. I don't know. I probably plagiarized it subconsciously. Um, and the, There's another thing in this where I was kind of, I, I'm not smart enough to make the connection, but they always talk about how hot it is outside. Yeah. And how it's like the hottest summer they can remember. And, and I didn't know if that had anything to do with like if that was supposed to be metaphorical for something, does anybody or know? China. Yeah, yeah, no. I feel like I felt like it was just more extraneous nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. 
I started getting as sexually frustrated as Clive Owen as this movie went along when she started like making him jump through hoops and started putting him off. I was like, God fucking damn it. I'm watching this movie and you're denying me what I what I want to see. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Which is more of Clive Owen's pubes. Yeah, he did have some pubes, but I mean, you know, <laughs> he was young, you know, he still looked, you know. He, he was, saying, that's what I want more of in the movie. You saw more of his butt cheeks than any anybody else, man. He showed off that little apple bottom all he could. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna do? He had a he had a he had a nicer butt than what's her face did. <laughs> yeah, when she had her clothes on, her butt looked like it was a little bit broad. Yeah, a little <laughs> wide. That'd be funny if he looked over at her and he goes, "Hey, you know what? You could you, right after they fuck, they're laying there on you know, and uh, he's like stroking her and he goes, "You know what? You could lose probably about ten pounds." <laughs> I don't think she needed to lose weight, but maybe she just nah. needed to. Uh, she was a slump. She needed to take the glass elevator less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take the stairs you know, next time. People love these glass elevators and they first come, but then. They, uh, you can see in and see everything. Let's go look at my fancy car and sit by the by the creek and eat a sandwich. It's like fuck, dude. I did like when uh, they got on the boat and Clive was kind of like, uh, you know, she's fucking someone, and he's like, what? Who do you think it is? <laughs> you know, I wish after sex he could look to her and just said, well, apparently I inherited the good ass. There you go, <laughs> man. Whose ass is that? Did you did you get mom's ass? <laughs> um, the um, mom is much better fuck than you are. You know when I when I saw the poster for this and everything, I really thought that, and maybe it's just what what I've seen with Alan Rickman, but I thought he would be. I I didn't expect for him to be like a. Somebody you kind of pity or feel sorry for in this. I yeah. mean, granted, he, you know, he was. I thought he would be more of like, what was the movie with Redford where he and uh, and where he like he wanted to buy the woman for the night or whatever. What was that? Oh, uh, yeah, with Woody Harrelson. I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be kind of like that. I, I thought he was going to be like this uppity guy, and he was going to be like turned on by the fact that he found out that. The brother and sister are fucking, but oh, you well, thought you look, he'd be a cuckold. He'd be like, very yeah, happy. yeah. I don't know why. Close. Well, he might have been after in, in the end, you know, because the way they ended it, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, they do kind of leave it open. <laughs> that ending Clive was he was so frustrated. Clive was so frustrated. He was starting to get a little rapey, which that was kind of a turn off, even if it is your sister, you know. And they were doing the they were doing the classic wrestling thing where they they start in the ring, but they start like fighting outside the ring, but they obviously are just walking with each other. Like when he pushed her <laughs> over the fence, like that that rail fence. Yeah, yeah. It was like when somebody you the guy goes to hit somebody and they're supposed to flip over the top rope, but they don't get enough momentum, and it doesn't work. So they stand there for a second and then throw themselves over. That's what she did. And it's like give me a break. And that asshole truck driver didn't even bother slowing down when he sees the. Obviously, he saw them because he honked his horn, but the fucker yeah, well, didn't even slow guy. down. Yeah, here's a guy like manhandling a woman, but he probably drove by and he goes, ah, they're just brother and sister. kids will be kids now how do you feel about how Rickman's character handled it in the end knowing you know what I I I realized that you have a remarkable relationship (laughs) a remarkable relationship what I still don't know. I want. Did you think he was onto them at that point? 
hard to say. The, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, I, I don't know if he 100% like knew that they were I think screwing. he's still innocent. I think he's still like, you know, he's just, you know, he obviously he knows that they talk at weird hours and that they've just been in a fight or something. They've come up with their clothes torn up. I guess we're spoiling this. Um <laughs> Well, they, when they went to when they went to um, why didn't she see that? Here's something that I that was stupid. Um, they were going to go have this big rendezvous where they could get away, right? And she tells Rickman, "I'm going to go on this business trip. I'm going to stay in this hotel." Why didn't she just go and stay in the hotel she said she was going to stay in for the business trip? Right, and why did she stay in her in-laws? Yeah, and apartment? Owen just shows up and bangs the shit out of her. And who was that old Italian woman that kept... <laughs> was she the housekeeper? I think yeah. she was the housekeeper. Oh, it's my brother. Don't worry. He's sleeping. Oh, she, be quiet. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Yeah. Like, how yeah. weird would that be? Secondly, and what housekeeper would buy that? Like, who'd... Oh, yeah. Oh, you just showed up for no reason with your brother. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And he's that. laying in bed naked, and you're, you have your, your robe on, but you're obviously completely naked, too, underneath him. Uh, well, it's my brother. It's my brother. <laughs> Whatever. Wendy, do you have anything to add on this one? Oh, no. I think we pretty much covered the, the great extent of Close My Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I, th- I wonder, when did... Um, when did uh, what was the one with him and Bruce Willis? The terrorist in the tower? Oh, Die album. Hard. Die Hard. Okay, Die Hard <laughs> came out when? Like 87 or so. Okay, because I was wondering on the box art of, of, of this, some of the box art, it, it says, like above the title, Alan Rickman, Close My Eyes. And I don't think he was the star. I mean, I don't think that he was like the main person. He was the, big, he was the biggest name at this point. Maybe I mean, he had been in more films than the... Uh, well, that's like what I, I was thinking, though. They were playing off of... Owen uh, hadn't been in anything. His fame in... You outside know, of TV... And Reeves, let's see what she was in before. I think she just did a lot of BBC TV, TV, TV. She was yeah. in something called December Bride, and then this. Yeah, so she don't. She had been in basically TV too, and then but Rickman had been Hollywood already, mm-hmm. um, and he had done he had done quite a. He's backed it to the seventies. Let's see, TV, 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 and Die Hard was his first thing. January Man, Quigley Down Under, he was in. Yeah, so what makes you go from, like, I was in one of the greatest blockbuster films of all time, but let me take this side role in a weird incest movie. (laughs) He was in Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you want to be, if you had your choice to be in this movie, I would want to be the brother. I know. Who's getting all the action. Yeah, because he's the main character, but but I guess Alan Rickman just likes to be, uh, you know, he just likes to be in the pretentious role <laughs> he might yeah. he's a little he's a little too uppity in his mannerisms and stuff to be oh, the brother very. yeah you needed more of a, like a a handsome everyman which, yeah, he's you snape know, he's just you know yeah and they and he's i mean he's you know clive owen is cast well they're both cast well i mean it's i will say the fucking thing about the washing machine was very stupid like i'm sorry but the, like these people that are so they are so um out of touch because they're so rich that they don't know that you're supposed not supposed to take like a coal shovel full of fucking soap and throw it in the fucking uh, dishwasher 
<laughs> and then the leave it halfway open and start it. And the fact that he had to call her when the dishwasher was overflowing. Like, dude, what yeah. is she going to do? She's not, you know, she. there's nothing she can do to help you with this. And I Her can't dishwasher was getting filled up full of butt suds, too. <laughs> and and the, 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 it was getting, uh, yeah. They needed to have more sex in it. They needed to have more hardcore. Not even hard. You don't have to have hardcore, but still. More, the, the more of the just, more of the hips thrusting. Yeah, just laying beside each other and all that bullshit. What, yep. And and the stri- like when they're laying beside each other strategically with their legs yeah. in certain ways that it's posed. It's like give me a break. The um, although my, I think the hottest scene was when they were trying the first time to not have sex. And yeah. she and she was like, "We're just gonna lay here." We're just going to lay. <laughs> she kept protesting, but yeah, yeah, yeah. even though she was protesting, her mouth was saying one thing, but her body was saying something else. <laughs> she wanted that fucker. That's all there is to it. Brother or no brother, she was going to have what she wanted. Yeah. All right. Let's rate it. Or, what she do you, had what, some anal in it, too. What do, you, what do you see? You don't do anal with your sister. I would rather. <laughs> would you rather it would up. be better to do, yes, anal with your sister. Right. Yes, it would be safer. You know, she can still be a virgin. Yes. We'll get into that one in the next movie. <laughs> All right. Zom, what do you rate this? Oh, like a 6.25. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's better than average, and of course the subject matter kind of you know raises it up there, but it's not great or anything, and it's kind of cool to see Clive Owen when he's first starting. With his big head and his. And Alan Rickman has a big nose, and he must have like, <laughs> it, it, he must have a deviated septum or something. The way he talks, nobody talks like that. It's like he has he before he starts uh, a scene, he takes like big wads of toilet paper and shoves it up his giant proboscis. Proboscis. Yeah. Wendy, what do you rate it? About a six. I yeah. bet he had a little dick too. <laughs> Maybe not. It's That'd just all for for a naked Clive Owen. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a three. Yeah, you um, couldn't compare to Clive. Yeah, I thought it, I was. Uh, I don't know. I give this like a five point seven five. It's. I don't know. I was a little bored by it. I, yeah, it, it was weird to have such a boring movie about insects. Yeah, I mean, like I liked. You know, it lost me in the last like the last third of it. Um, when they started, when the when the act when the drama started, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know them them trying to sneak around and bang was was at least interesting to you know figure out what was going to happen there but when they start arguing and stuff it was it kind of lost me a little bit so yeah she started becoming a typical pain in the ass well (laughs) you know i mean you got to admit though i mean she was more in the right than him (laughs) he he wouldn't let it go even though she wanted him to (laughs) Ah, fuck her she started it All right. Um, so, okay. Oh no, we shan't do we this shan't anymore. We shan't do it yeah, anymore. Fuck yourself. All right, so let's <laughs> take a break. Let's take a break and come back and review uh, Dreamers uh, from 2003. We'll be right back. It's the Daily Grindhouse podcast. I got your boy hanging, you no-business-born, insecure junkyard mother... Starring Dr. Freaks. Am I the only one who is concerned about the naked woman tied to a bed? Johnny A-Bomb. 
I put out the trash. Joe Cosby. Softcore picture? You just said softcore picture. And Warhawk Tanzania as Warhawk Tanzania. You do not come to my turf talking about busting ass. When it comes to cinema, we talk the cream of the crop while scraping the bottom of the barrel. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, and of course, on DailyGrindhouse.com. The Daily Grindhouse Podcast. Because you deserve it. Are you guys still just letting other people program your music every week? Yeah, that was that was uh, Zach choice. <laughs> I think Zach Zach chose that one. T L bug. Um, bug. The next film, The Dreamers, two thousand three. Um, this is directed by Bertolucci, as I mentioned before, starring Michael Pitt. Bernardo. Ava Green. <laughs> And uh, Louis Garel. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Close enough. It has other people in it. They're all in it for about 30 seconds each. All right. Um, a young American studying in Paris in 1968 strikes up a friendship with a French brother and sister set against the background of the 1968 Paris student riots. Incomplete sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I think... I'm pretty sure, Wendy, that this was one that you that you yes. were. Uh, this might have even been your choice. Yes, yes, I championed this movie let's, because let's, we let's were talking about, about who you liked better, Ava Green or somebody else, Olga Kordienko. Olga Kordienko, and I said, I don't know. Ava Green has some mighty nice fucking areolas. Oh as my on god! This in this film, nonstop. Fucking right. <laughs> she is disrobed. I mean, she this movie is this movie is an hour and fifty minutes long. Yeah, yeah, she wears clothes for maybe twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. And even when she puts some clothes on and she doesn't have a bra on, it's like fuck a duck, dude. <laughs> Shit, I never even heard of this fucking movie. I wish somebody would have fucking brought it to my attention a <laughs> long time ago. So, when do you want to do you want to lead a little bit here, and we can just kind of talk over each other again? Yes, yeah. So uh, I suppose they're a group of cinephiles or film buffs or yeah. movie geeks, whatever we would want to call them, who all just like to hang out at uh, at the you know at the uh, what's the name of the famous French the, cinema? The, the, what do they call it? The Cinematheque or something like that? Or I want to say Cahier de Cinemarch or something, but that's a magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
but so yeah, so they like to hang out there, and and so now, oh gosh, there's many things I didn't understand how he was in school, and yet he was never once in school in the movie. He was just there to study French. He was taking oh. a year to just study French. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so he meets up with them at this big, you know, this big protest, and they end up inviting him to crash with them for a couple weeks while their parents are off on a trip, and uh, uh, nakedness ensues for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, the end. The end. <laughs> yeah. What do you rate it? Um, <laughs> the, the the one thing that you'll note that that you'll notice now. I guess I can ask this: What, what have you guys? Uh, have either of you seen anything else by Bertolucci before? I'm pretty sure, Zom, you've seen Last Tango in Paris, right? Jaw. Yes, I've seen that many Paris. times. And what was that one with uh, Liv Tyler where she was trying to lose her virginity in Italy? I don't think stealing I've beauty, seen. stealing beauty. Okay, yeah. hmm. I, I seen missed that, that one. Um, I have only seen Last Tango in Paris. Uh, that might—that is the only thing. And I—I I, I know the cover of Little Buddha. I always thought it looked kind of silly with Keanu Reeves. I guess. Um, He's awesome. Uh, and uh, the 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 famous looking Criterion Last Emperor cover. I've never seen that movie either. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but he, uh, Bertolucci is not, you know, to have been directing as long as he has, he doesn't have a ton. The Conformist is fucking one of the best movies I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Awesome. But, well, any, anybody coming into this, I think, and I remember, you know, the cinematography in, um, Last Tango also, but the, the, the way that a lot of the shots uh, are composed in this are pretty striking. Um, they... It's a, it's a very image rich film. Um, I, I love the way he has a roving camera through it. Uh, right, I felt they did a lot with with that apartment, especially like you felt claustrophobic whenever they go through those halls with all the mm-hmm. books, and how like you could see what it was going on in the bathroom from the one bedroom. I really felt they established a good sense of dimension in that apartment. Yeah. And I, I always, I'm always intrigued by these what, and dementia. <laughs> I'm always intrigued by these, uh, European apartments that you see in these movies where I think they did this. They used that used it in, um, the Liam Neeson one where he's rescuing his daughter, the same yeah. kind of thing where you can see out, look out your window in your apartment and see into the window of, of your same apartment, the way that it's like a, like a horseshoe shape almost. I always thought that's pretty interesting because you don't really see that kind of architecture. That was in here, that so um, Roman Polanski movie where he was kind of held up in his, is that not repulsion, but uh, he was in his apartment and going crazy. Oh, the chick was. Um, no, no, no. This was uh, oh. uh, uh, the one that he was in. The, um, the No, not the apartment. Um, the tenant. Yeah, the tenant. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, because he would look over and see when he was kind of losing his shit. He would look across the way and see things that he obviously could not be seeing, but I'm not going to give it away because Liv's never seen it. Well, this is not a um, super plot-heavy film. Um, the, 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 the riots they speak of uh, started in, in 68 in Paris, and, the, and it had to do with um, a, a certain... I don't remember the name of it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no historian by any means, but a, a university getting shut down and... Um, the students protesting and then, but workers ended up protesting on top of it. And it became, I know at one point there was over like 10 million people protesting at once. Like, I mean, a full, I don't know. It had to be a huge percentage of the, of the population there. 
um, on strike and not working. And there, you know, ended up being um, a just a, a shutdown of of everything, the infrastructure, everything. And the and there was lots of there the cops having having clashes with riot or with well protesters turned rioters um, and uh, tear gas and all that. And there's a there's a Stone Roses song that I'm going to have to look up the name of. And that's what I, I remember reading about what that song meant uh, learn, to learn about these riots. Cause there's a song called, I'm going to find it here. And on the name on their, on the, on the cover of their first album, they have um, a picture of a lemon. Um, you know, between this movie and uh, Les Miserables, those French sure know how to build some barricades. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, that giant pile of just rubble in this one. It's, um, and I, I, the one part I liked about that was when uh, they were standing there looking at something, and they turned around. And they're like, "Oh my god!" Like you wouldn't notice that giant, huge pile. No matter <laughs> just what, I by. wouldn't be like, "Oh, ooh, I have." I was so engrossed by looking at the TV behind the in the picture window. Right? Notice this fucking uh, one whole block, a monstrosity of trash. <laughs> Give me a break. This movie sucked. <laughs> Bye bye, bye bye, bad man is the one I'm trying to think of. Um, and this guy, the guy from Stone Roses, wrote the song uh, in like after reading about the um, the riots and the the lemon that is on the cover is for the because there's a there's a, a line in, in the citrus sucking sunshine because the rioters in Paris would take to um, counteract the effects of the tear gas in their eyes would put lemon in their eyes to uh, but. Um, Anyway, the uh, but what's interesting about this is you see that from the beginning these riots and it's you know with this it starts off you don't really hear about the students so much but you see the the uh, the cinema they go to and they're protesting there and um, I don't know if that that cinema was on the campus or something but um, Michael Pitt is an American he's there like we said for a year studying French wouldn't it be nice to uh, be able to afford now to just, you know what? I'm going to go to Paris for a year to just to hang out. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I feel like that's addressed like in that in the one of many bathtub scenes when, <laughs> when it's like, why aren't you in fucking Vietnam? You know, it's like clearly he comes from some money that he could just like skip Vietnam and go hang out in France for a year. Dude, if I was, if they were going to fucking draft me to Vietnam, I would have skipped off to France too <laughs> and hung out in a bathtub with Ava Green's big boobies oh, man. <laughs> um the, were, were they hipsters i mean were they that generation's I, equivalent of hipsters I think, because I think totally. there were times where they were so pretentious that i wanted to fucking vomit yeah they were totally they're totally hipsters. it's like jesus christ full of yourself a little bit maybe well i think that maybe that, that just seemed to be the that was Bertolucci that, doing that me. culture at the time right i i, I think and they're french so you know they're kind of like buttholes the whole the whole movement there with what with what where film went in the 60s and um just that was that was the thing and i love um, the argument where they where they started to they didn't argue but they started to argue about jerry lewis don't even get me started about jerry lewis because the french are so fucking obsessed with jerry lewis i liked the clapton versus hendrix argument yes that was a good one too <laughs> Yeah, do you see the guys in Vietnam listening, sitting around listening to Clapton? Oh, and the char, yeah, Charlie Chaplin and uh, Keaton, Keaton. Yeah, Buster Keaton. 
Yeah, see, I liked it. I liked those because I could see I could see one of us having <laughs> that argument, you know? Yes. Like I, I could see that's like a real thing. I felt that was very very natural. Where do you guys fall on the on the Keaton uh Chaplin argument? Keaton. You go Keaton? I think I go Keaton too. I'm I've I've always been Chaplin. Uh, I, I think. Fuck you! I, I think you, you get to get into a bathtub. With Let's us. get in the goddamn bathtub and hash this out, motherfucker. <laughs> Why don't you jerk off in front of a picture of Greta Garbo for us? <laughs> oh right. man. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the, the, like I was saying, this movie's not super plot heavy. Um, he comes across Michael Pitt meets uh, meets uh, Isabel and Teo at this. Um. I guess protest and they invite him over and blah, blah, blah. Or they, they hang out with him at first and he goes home to write to his mom. <laughs> He's like, I finally found some real French friends. And that's where he stops before he spits in his palm. Yeah, I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I remember, I know when I saw this the first time I was like, Oh, that's where it's going. Okay. Um, but really after this, you know, they invite him over to dinner and the movie really becomes them. <sighs> kind of becoming encased in this apartment. They don't, they completely almost become oblivious to the outside world. Oh wait, um, can, can we talk about that dinner scene for a moment? The most pretentious fucking speech ever about the lighter and the perfect size and shape. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, da- the, uh, that when you meet the parents briefly, dad is a poet and he gets annoyed that Michael Pitt, uh, um, fidgeting with a lighter when he's trying to talk to him. But Michael Pitster starts talking about how everything fits into everything and, and blah, blah. I mean, it was totally like a, a weed moment for him. I don't think, I don't think he'd smoked pot, but it was totally like a dude, what if blah, they blah, did blah. eventually, did they smoke? But not at that well, yeah. In the bathtub. Yeah. 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 Either but that or that was at a, that moment he was just having like his weirdo, like, like, Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was a total stoner moment. But the dad, all the you know, the dad was a pretentious asshole too. So he was like, "You know what? Your friend is very. Why am I doing that voice? Uh, <laughs> the Hans Gruber your voice friend, again. He is a very a deep person. <laughs> now, now it's Jean Claude again. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I liked the line um, when they when he's first coming over to dinner, and they make him ride up the elevator while they run up the stairs. What uh, Isabel and her brother. Uh, they run up the stairs while, and he's watching them out of the elevator. Another clear elevator is that. I don't know if that's a theme, but um, they Many scream at him. We're, we're very contagious. Like the clear elevator <laughs> until later in the claustrophobia and people being able to see. Can you imagine if you were fucking your sister and you came out and went into the elevator and everyone could notice that you were fucking your sister? They, um, but they, they. She yells at him. We are very contagious. You I'm mustn't. Guessing. You mustn't catch us. Um, which I like is, she told him immediately that her brother stunk. Like he smelled like. <laughs> oh he yeah, when you come up to you, you need to you need to try to smell him. And she comes up to sniff his. Speaking of which, I need to take a shower. I kind of stink today. <laughs> um, but uh, and, you know, Teo has some static with his dad. Um, you know, typical like angry youth kind of thing. I think, but. Uh, the and and Isabel is just kind of she's a little odd. <laughs> she, I mean, well, she licks the sleep out of uh, out of Michael so Michael Pitt's eyes when he wakes up. Yeah, 
and he loves pissing in the sink. I guess it's, it's a necessity sometimes, but it, it happened. And the toothbrush thing was pretty funny. Um, there was a toilet right next to him. Was there? See, I figured he just couldn't find the. To- the he went into like the bathroom that didn't have a toilet. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the other bathroom. I don't know how many bathrooms are in this apartment, but I could swear there was a toilet right next to it. Why did he piss in the sink? Yeah, it's because you know the bathroom was on the other the other side. Remember, because he had to walk to get to that. This one was right across from his bedroom, mm. and all it was was a sink and a a tub. It looked like um, another weird European design. <laughs> Um, I remember listening to an NPR story about how there's no, they never really designed closets in Europe either. Like a closet is an American thing. Where would you put your clothes? In like a, in a, where would Tom Cruise hide? In the, in those, uh, wardrobe, in the the freestanding wardrobe. Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, so if that were American, it would have been the lion, the witch in the closet. (laughs) The lion, the witch and the Anwar. Uh, so it it kind of uh it's it becomes the the three of them they have these little challenges they try to test each other's film knowledge um which is kind of neat i like i don't know if it's obvious or not i mean for me i liked it because i like i've always said i'm stupid but i like the little cut-ins of of actual films yeah. where <laughs> she you know she comes into the room and she she's I don't know what movie. I don't remember what movie they're referencing, but she's rubbing on the walls and stuff, and they're quoting this film that she's doing it from. I, I like the little cut-ins they do when they're saying, "Well, name that film," and then they have like a clip from that film, a quick clip from that film. I thought that was pretty cool too. I like that. But um, the uh, but yeah, it, it's. I wouldn't take some of those bets. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> well, you know something up. Uh, it, it was up when uh, when Pitt after he pisses in the sink when he couldn't find the toilet because uh, he's panicking in the middle of the night. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And that's, that's uh, in the past, that's been helpful to have like a Gatorade bottle nearby. But uh, <laughs> in his case, run the water, piss in the sink. Whoops, I just dropped this weird black bristled toothbrush. Did to- <laughs> did do French toothbrushes have black bristles? I've never, I, they don't really... They were weird and those cigarettes were weird that were like pink. Yeah, they had weird colored cigarettes too. Um, but the um, oh, I'm so hungry right now. God, oh. <laughs> all I have is a banana. Uh oh. And there's two <laughs> of you. And there's oh right. I know how you can split it up. I wonder if that actually works. Um, what if he had ruined that banana? They would have been really pissed then. I know. <laughs> well, um, they they would have just ate the sleep out of each other's eyes. Ugh. So he uh. He, being a nosy asshole, I guess, saw, see, he just opens the door right next to his and looks into Teo's bedroom and sees him again with his uh, another another nice, round, smooth male ass <laughs> uh, sleeping in the belt for the claw marks all over it. Now, if what I wondered, if Isabel was so concerned later on with her parents finding out about his her and her her brother's special relationship why right. why, why were sleep- yeah why yeah her parents were home and they were sleeping naked in the same bed right well they were just sleeping but they're naked yeah. and there's no blanket on them right yeah, yeah oh you americans with your puritanical <laughs> stuff about nudity not everybody's like that but uh he sees I'm that right he's like, now he's like uh you know that's he, you, know, you could tell he was a little weirded out by it. And that's the next morning is when she rubs his walls and licks the sleep out of his eyes. Well, he definitely was, 
if if you know I said something about the Americans being puritanical, like when the guy was just changing, you know, obviously they didn't think anything about like big deal. I'm just fucking changing my pants and I might be naked, but you know, you're standing and he's like getting all bashful and shit and turning his head, <laughs> and, you know. Now and you saw what's his face? Teo's like check first. it out, yeah, dude. Teo shows his goods first. I give a fuck. And then uh, and then uh, Ava Green and then Michael Pitt has to join in also. Um, Michael Green showed his fucking Michael uh, Michael Pitt, yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah. He Michael we had a Pitt. you had the complete frame full of Michael Pitt cock in this one, yeah. And um, <laughs> they really let their pubes go in this. I gotta say, but they, they, there's a discussion about that later. And um, you know, Michael Pitt. Now, you know, you, we talked about Clive Owen having a baby face. This guy, man, he looked like he was 12 years old when he did this yeah. movie. I mean, he had a little facial hair, but. Well, he I was love only... his mouth. He has a gorgeous mouth. Yeah, you know, she was uh, talking about his red lips, and I've always every movie I I see him in, it almost looks like he has lipstick because mm-hmm. his lips are so uh, uh, rosy red. But what on did... Boardwalk Empire, he looks like way older, right? Yeah. And it's well, only been what less than fifteen years, years ten yeah, years, yeah. 15 years. And uh, you know, he was twenty-two when he did this movie, mm-hmm. and he was also on Dawson's Creek, wasn't he? Ooh, I don't know. Was that he? was James Van. Yeah, he was. He played Henry Parker <laughs> in 15 episodes of Dawson's Creek. Dude, if Vanderbeek would have been in this and played the brother, <laughs> this would have been so much better. What if Vanderbeek played played Isabel instead? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was in uh, the other movie, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, that Zom and I did a long time yeah. ago. Yes, good. yes, and I like him in that too. Um. In Funny Games he was in, which I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Seven Psychopaths he's not in for long. Um, the other guy, though, I really need to see what he was in. Is, I don't know how to... How do you pronounce his name? Teo's Louis name. Garrel. Louis Garrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't... Like, I recognize him from something. Especially now that he's older. His face looks super familiar, but I, I can't think of anything that I've seen him in. Like Just looking through the list, there's nothing that looks all that familiar um i don't know he had a familiar look and ava green honestly i think this might be the only thing i've even seen her in but i'm yeah, all right with it bond guy oh yeah okay was the she first, a bond the girl first, she was yeah, the she first was the... uh daniel craig james bond chick. i have seen that i just didn't even remember God, she's... her <laughs> yeah oh. and she she's always playing a witch and she always has so much eye makeup on <laughs> this is the first movie that she ever did, and uh, apparently, um, she was very embarrassed when her parents watched the movie. So, Jeez, you think? Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I'd be well, embarrassed and, if my parents knew I watched this movie. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> if your parents walked walked in while you were watching it, yeah, that would be pretty good. Wa- um, but watching, uh, quote unquote. Yeah, with your cack out. Um, <laughs> What's her name? Okay, now Bertolucci did Last Tango yeah. in Paris, and uh, the lead uh, female lead in that was uh, Maria Schneider, and she pretty much fell off the face of the earth after making that movie, and said that the movie because that that movie was so controversial about the sexual subject matter mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And she hates Bertolucci. She said that she almost felt like she was raped 
while making this mo- well, making that movie and everything. And I know that um, I guess Ava Green's parents told her not to make this movie, that it would destroy her career just like uh, Bertolucci destroyed Maria Schneider's career. I know uh, Brando also was pissed off about um, Last I, I, Tango. I will say the difference in that and this is that Ava Green's this character... Go ahead. It, well, she's not like you really felt like uh, almost like uh, in Last Tango that was more abusive what was going yeah. on. As where yeah. this is like nothing is really against anybody's will in this. There's no uh, other than them arguing. There's not a lot of like. There's no this, to me. Yeah. This one is ten times more sexually explicit than the final cut of Last Tango. It's it's like nothing compared to this one. This one is like balls out the difference in what in what 30 years makes i guess right yeah um but uh they they get to a point um you know pitt has already seen them sleeping naked and they're obviously more i guess you could say european than him they're a little more free without what they talk about and obviously with how teo just dresses in front of him and everything where Pitt has he's turned into the corner he doesn't you know he's kind of embarrassed i never noticed i never thought about this until just right now um, did she have hairy armpits? No, I don't think so. Okay, because that's weird. Because I, you would think that she would. Yeah. Nah, maybe I don't know. French in 1968. That's true. You know, I'm glad she didn't because I'm <laughs> so I've been brought up to think that that's gross, even though I have hairy armpits. But you know, a chick I'm not should. a fan. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Confession time. I usually I usually trim mine off. Really. I don't like armpit hair at all. I think it's gross. It, it's, it makes you smell worse. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. My, not the, not, and it's, fun, <laughs> it's funny. I'm probably the stinkiest one right now, too. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably, That's probably correct. Uh, really, like, the shit really hits the fan when, and again, I don't remember the name of the movie, but she marches by. Um, he is hanging out with, with Teo and, in his room, and um, she marches by recreating a scene from something. That gorilla oh, from, uh, dancing the, thing? The gorilla dancing thing. Yes, yeah, yeah that was from, uh, oh shit, oh, wait, I saw that movie in the theater at a matinee. That was awesome, because I want to see the gorilla dancing thing. Yeah, it was the Greta Garbo one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start, so why don't you start looking that up, and I'll continue. But the, the, um, if Wendy doesn't get this right, she has to do the dare. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, so Teo is not the, apparently he's not the film buff that... Uh, that He's a pretender. Are. He's the guy that we he talked is. about on the Mean Girls group about um, <laughs> uh, it, the the people that say that they've seen a movie when they haven't. Yep, yep. Because they want to seem like they're smarter than they are. So he has no idea what her reference is, and she has to. What is the term they use? Not not challenge. What is they, they use the term when? Uh, oh, I can't remember. When now. some yeah, but basically she's she he you have to be punished when you don't get the the clue right and she's like you know i want you to i want you to basically she tells him i want you to do this i want you to jerk off in front of this poster and uh teo's like what you know he's like uh okay like he's like it's like something they've They've done done all the time and michael pitt's (laughs) like what the fuck you know and and she he starts doing something and she's like no i want you to do it the way you did it when you thought that no one was watching yeah Jesus, and the so, sound was perfect. It was like, yeah, he was he was really uh, he was really cranking it. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. 
But what really made it awkward for, for, I guess, us and for Pitt is when she takes this long feather duster and she starts, like, tickling his bare ass while he's yeah. on his knees in front of this poster. I think that would fucking, like... Distract irritate. you? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Just give me, you know... I don't know. Maybe not. If it was her, maybe not. So, at, really, really, at this point in the movie, after... The, it, it goes a little farther... Um, we get a, we get the thing with the, the kitchen floor that we mentioned earlier in the red wings. Yeah. The blood on the face. Um, okay. I was confused there the first time I saw it. Do you, do you know now? Did you figure it out? It's, it's, you're not going to spoil anything. Okay. At first I thought it was just that time of the month, but then I showed the scene to my friend and he said that Pitt was her first. Yes. 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 Because and later on, Pitt was so surprised. He said to her, "You so Teo's never been inside you." And she said, "He's always inside me," but meaning it more metaphorically. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, at first, I didn't realize that. I thought that she was, you know. So yeah, the just, the, the incest in this movie is more of a uh, mental kind of relationship and, and not, they do a lot of really inappropriate things right but they don't seem you don't really they don't make out they don't there's yeah. obviously not oh, wait 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 wait. I'm sorry yes Marlene Dietrich in Blonde Venus that's the one where she's Blonde on Blonde Venus I'm gonna write yes. that down I'm gonna try to watch that too I wonder if that's online anywhere yeah I saw that on a big screen like at, is it good? At, yeah oh it was great it was very good but I couldn't remember the name of it apparently <laughs> Blonde Venus is only available on DVD on Amazon for fifteen dollars. I'm sure I could Jeez. find it somewhere cheaper than that. <clears throat> um, the, but um, before that, you know, it Pitt is like I don't know what I'm getting myself into. But after after the kitchen scene, which was that was really gross. But <laughs> he, he was he was ready to. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. But after the kitchen floor scene, it becomes he was a ready fever to get dream. Into it even further. Yeah, it's like a fever dream, and like it's like they totally lose track of time. Uh, they they don't have food. They've run out of money because the parents are gone for like a month on some kind of. We'll just say it's some douchey poem <laughs> poem retreat. But no, um, I didn't understand. So they're them. <laughs> Their parents totally left them with money for for yeah. groceries and stuff. What they had, did they do? I guess they got drugs. I don't know what they, they did. Yeah, with they it. spent it on something. How did they not have? How did they allow themselves to fall into such squalor? They're, I guess they were buying weed and alcohol. <laughs> it was before he discovered the wine in the cellar, or when it started diving into that. Um, but uh, I guess they were going out to eat a lot, and who knows? But it doesn't really show. Most of this most of this film takes place in the apartment, just like Last Tango. This very claustrophobic, <laughs> hazy apartment. But um, oh, there was that line from Teo I forgot to mention. I don't fancy sleeping in someone else's revolting spunk. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't even like to sleep in my own spunk. No, it's gross. You got to change the yeah. sheets if you, if you get it if you make a mess. I um, have, but I don't like it. He's uh, I liked his. If you're a gentleman. Outfit. You sleep in the in the spot in the spot, right? The wet spot. If you're a I gentleman, throw down a towel. Um, <laughs> the just, uh, just mop it up with her hair. Yeah, yeah. Especially if she doesn't want you to. 
And then make her go sit in the corner, like, you know, <laughs> while you sleep. You sleep in the corner. If I wake up and your head is on the floor, I'm going to be pissed. No, you got to, they have to, they have to crouch in the corner. They're not allowed to sleep. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Teo's outfit when he went to forage for food. <laughs> yeah, with his just his, yeah. His like velour blazer, and that's it. He's like dicks <laughs> out, and he's digging for trash to eat. Yes. His neighbors know, are probably like, what the fuck? I don't know if he was being an asshole or what. And man, they throw away a lot of fucking. Badger. Did they live over by, 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 over a restaurant or something? Because that was a lot of fucking food to be thrown away. Or was that I just don't... the was that the pileup from like the trash workers pro, uh, uh, striking? Maybe. But he brings up a bunch of like half rotten food, and because she tries to make food and it's a complete disaster. Oh, um, it was gross. So she might have had nice knockers, but she couldn't cook. <laughs> no, nobody asked her to though. Um. But there's a lot of just really good shots in this movie, like I mentioned. I love the shot. Uh, well, I posted a poster of this a long time ago of a great shot of like Teo in the bathtub, like in a mirror reflected in the two, uh, Michael Pitt and... Um, there were a lot of mirror reflection scenes. Yeah. Remember when she finally allows him to go into her bedroom when she's jealous that Teo has another girl and she's and it's just like she's sitting on his face wearing nothing but the opera length gloves and oh, that... Yes. That, that was, was awesome. The Venus de Milo scene was super hot. That was she, hot. She just stands over his face while he's laying on the bed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. Nice going, buddy. Good duck. But um, when they're all in the bathtub, there's a uh, that was a really cool thing with um, the shot we see is Pitt on the left, Teo on the right. Isabel gets in the bath between them, but there's this three-paneled mirror that yeah, is that angled awesome. such where you still see her in the middle. But there you see Michael Pitt's face on the right and uh, and Teo's face on the left. And they're totally, you know, the whole like love triangle, Im- Im- you know, implied thing there with uh, with them being having switched places, essentially, which I thought that was a great looking scene there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it finally takes them leaving the apartment for Pitt, the one of the three of them to have his head most on straight, I guess. Um, he, you know, he sees a TV in a store window and he's like, holy shit, I had no idea like this shit was going on. And that's when like finally reality starts hitting and, um, well, meanwhile he was taking her out on a date because Mm -hmm. he was like, all you ever do is hang out creepily with your brother. No one's ever taking you out on a date. So let me do this, you know? So yeah. They were twins, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Because they had the matching, they had the matching scars too, or the matching birthmarks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in there they were they implied that it was maybe that they were attached at some point, I think. That they you know, they never say what those birthmarks or scars were, but he, you know, he mentions that they're Siamese twins in the head, but maybe that could have been like the scar where they were removed from each other. Not that not literally, but <laughs> um but uh, you know, the giant piles of trash they discover and they're just completely just sheltered and blinded of what's going on and there's a great I like I like the the wake up moment. Um and it's just you know it's a it's a it's an interesting ending too. It's a it was a very I mean it felt like a French New Wave film in the way it was constructed. The way that you know there's really the plot is just kind of a you know you enter in these people's lives and you exit and you don't know what happened before and you don't know what happens after and it's it's a cool little constructed film. I thought it was pretty good. Does anybody anybody else want to add stuff here? It's good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Wendy? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I felt like, yeah, I felt it, 
it, it hit me as, you know, like, I, I felt like I related to them as a film fan. I felt like I related to them as, you know, someone who loves incest. I don't know. I liked it a little <laughs> As someone who sits around naked all the time. Love incest. The world. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the incest in this wasn't as sexy as the, as the previous film, but it was probably more uh, realistic. I, I had read the book. I had read okay. the book, and there were a lot more threesome scenes and a lot more. Oh. Well, so. there was some, there was some uh, gay uh, stuff between Teo and Michael but, Pitt. Wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot more bit. gay in the book. There's, now, yeah. see, okay. It would have been better if now, the gay guy that wrote the book, in my opinion, the guy that wrote the book wrote this screenplay also. Right, Gilbert Adair. Yeah. So I wonder, did his screenplay was that left out for a reason, or was his? Did, they did he leave it, it out would, of the screenplay? I think they said that they thought it would be uh, too much for the people to handle. Yeah. Also, this movie reminded me a lot of Jules and Jim. Yeah. 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 <laughs> too much for people to handle. So two years later, Michael Pitt uh, gets a hand job from a tranny in a bathtub in in. <laughs> In, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> not in real life. Well, Wait, maybe, maybe movie, in what movie was that in? Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, Hedwig. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very, a very vigorous hand job. <laughs> well, I think that this had so much stuff in it to start with. It would be like sticking ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Uh, like, you know, they went all out with the blood and the cum and, you know, blah, blah, Oh, yeah, blah, she wipes the cum the off the bed of garbage. Oh, can we, yeah. can we please discuss her having her period in the bathtub with the guys? Yeah, and he's like, what's this blood? <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. That means that she's not pregnant. We can still keep fucking her. <laughs> did, now, in the book, did they, did uh, the brother and sister fuck? Yeah, as I recall in the book, the brother and sister fogs and the brother and, and, and Michael Pitt fogs, like everybody fogs. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of like in this one, I think they kind of toned it down. Yeah, because I, I read the thing, but they really toned it down by yeah. saying, oh, he's never been inside you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We I just read the book right after I saw this because I was so turned on by this. I was just like, oh, <laughs> more intense. And I was very satisfied with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say this, um, after seeing uh, the first Daniel Craig James Bond movie and seeing Ava Green in it, and just her boobs in that black dress when he was playing poker, I was like, fucking holy hell, you never saw anything. But then in this, when she disrobed the first time, I was like, oh my fucking God. It was so, I mean, just. She's been blessed. Jesus um, Christ! And she, you know, even when she's clothed in this, like we were saying, she's wearing this like see-through ga- like dress yeah. thing pretty much the whole time. And they're just hanging. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> when I did show my friend, um, I just wanted to show him one scene. I said, "Oh, you got to see." You know, I said, "You remember, you know, Vesper from uh, the James Bond movie?" And I said, "Watch this." And it was when they were pulling his pants off in the kitchen, and he was like, "I'm not, I'm not <laughs> resisting, I'm not resisting," and. Uh, they started to pull his pants down, and they were like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was my friend Tim and his brother Rick, and they were like, Jesus Christ, look at that guy. They're showing that guy's dong, you know? I mean, it was just all out there. Now, I, you know what's funny? The, you know, the things that you think you remember, I could have sworn when I saw this the first time that when she took, pulled the, what, I'm not, I don't want to spoil that because it's kind of a funny moment. He has something stuck to his cock. 
Yes, yeah, when, when she pulls it off, I could have sworn it made a little like peeling sound, <laughs> but maybe I just imagined it when I originally saw it. So I was expecting it this time a little, you know, but it did. It does not. So that would be embarrassing. Now, why did he pass out? Was he just drunk? I think he was drunk or and, nervous and ve- drunk and nervous. I would never have been that nervous if she was pulling my pants off. I think it, I think the issue was less her doing it and more the fact that. It, it was, was being... this aggressive scene that Teo was going to sit there and watch after he had just Plus, seen her sit yeah. there and watch him jerk off, so he didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Plus, he was so young and naive and everything. It was like it was probably like sensory overload. Yeah. Seeing her titties, he was probably like, Jesus, I almost passed out when I saw him. <laughs> I know, I was hyperventilating I myself. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 Look at that. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, we can get to our ratings here. This, like I said, this is the second time I'd seen this. Um, I think now being more, you know, I saw this when it was out in the theater. Uh, I work now. You're more of an adult. I, 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 I'm more mature and I'm more, um, versed in film and have a different, you know, I have a different view of it than I did, you know, well, this is over 10 years now. And, um, but I, I, you know, I think I appreciated it more this time. You know, the first time I thought, you know, it was a cool movie, and I remember reading Roger Ebert's review of it because Roger Ebert did this thing. Like he was one of those guys, the American that went to to Paris during the six late sixties and got into the whole film thing. Is and, he the one that's the horror hating pile of shit? I think so. Okay. Um, I should fucking kick you off the show for that. The, um, <laughs> um, but the. Uh, <laughs> The I, I but I, I I think I appreciated more this time like the the reverence to film that's in it and I really I think like I said I really like the the way the film is put together um you know it is it is provocative and I, I appreciated that both times about it um but just the uh, the I mean they're blatant they're obvious but the references to films and stuff like that I liked I, I, I dug and I, I liked their it's one of those films that makes me want to be creative you know it's after you see it you want to you want to paint or read or something this you know? maybe inspired you to a new career yeah as a starving artist starving artist <laughs> now i'm just a starving retail worker oh can i discuss that my copy has as one of the extras it has michael pitt's music video oh no hey joe oh my god I've got to find this on YouTube and post. Was that it. him? That wasn't him singing "Hey Joe," was it? In the movie? Yes, nope, it wasn't Jimi Hendrix. It was a cover that he did for the movie. <laughs> hey Joe, Michael Pitt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it and post it. Um, but I give this, um, I give us a an eight out of ten. I like it. I like it quite a bit. Uh, Wendy. I give it an eight too because I think it's a gorgeous movie to look at, mm-hmm. and I think everybody naked. I love so. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> not a. There's Let's nobody unattractive in this movie. I'll give it an 8 too. Yeah. Eight. We, give it, we give it a 24 out of 30. This makes us triplets. Maybe we should all get in the bathtub again. I Yay. have a scar on my shoulder. <laughs> Who else has a scar? All of us. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. Three eights. Um, That's just from shaving my armpits, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I gotta. I need to go knock mine down again. I'm starting to get a little. Yeah, up. I don't like when it's long, long, because my dad's would be like that, and he'd like, and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of gross. So yeah. you know, it's probably good to just take the but, clippers and. But everybody them. has a big bush in this movie, though. So they didn't. And they said he said, "What do you want me to be a freak?" And I'm like, "Wait, I shave all. I shave that off all the time too." I only do that <laughs> I, when I I'm dating. I found that very interesting. He found he found getting rid of his pubic hair to be like what would make him a freak. Like, 
you can always t- you can always <laughs> tell when I'm dating by my pubic hair, because if I'm not dating anybody, it's just full bush. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody's going to see it, and I like the the, the padding. And yeah, the that 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 makes him a freak. Not smearing hymen blood on his on somebody's face and then kissing. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back. Actually, we got one little feed sack, and uh, we'll wrap things up. We'll be right back. Son, it's time we have a talk. About what, Dad? Well, son, pretty soon you want to look at naked girls. Some movies have lots of naked girls and things that make you feel strange. Mm, like Sasha Gray videos? <laughs> Oh, you've got to start off slow, son. Save the triple penetration gangbangs for when you get old and miserable. Savor the sight of bare breasts from a bygone era before they were Google away. Supper time, you two. And remember, no incestuous roughies or rapey pink films until after dinner. The Trashy Trio, covering Euro sleaze, Japanese pink films, American roughies, or any other sordid entertainment that comes their way. The Trashy Trio, a podcast to listen to while alone, with headphones on, probably in your closet, under some covers. Johnny Rossi, real tough. This is going on too long. All right. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Maybe I should listen to these before I actually use them. I wonder if there's any singing in this. Nope, just music. Kind of neat. It's like a French discotheque. Um, all right, feed sack. We got one while we were recording. Sack. Uh, first one in like a month. Um, well, first, um, Armin, our listener in Germany, our one yeah. listener in Germany, um, he sent us a very awesome picture of his dog really looking excited about a uh, bowl of food with some other um, kind words and other kind things. So and very generous, sir. We really appreciate your uh, email to us. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you. But uh, we really appreciate that. Um, so uh, we got the one feed sack this week. Here we go. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell no. Steve Austin. I'm calling on a follow-up on my last call. You see, last week I called and suggested you review the package starring me, Stone Kelt, Steve Austin, and your favorite, the, the silver himself, or sorry, the gold himself, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I would have loved to do in the movie with Henry Silva. Anyway, old Stone Kelt, Steve Austin, Stank was mentioned Kelt? doing that Stank movie, Kelt. The Package, and I said, pair it up with whatever you want. Well, <laughs> Stone Cold actually has the perfect movie for you to pair it up with. You see a little bitch in a masochist. Uh, you know, he was out doing his little uh, movie round, and he came across a movie called The Package. You know, Stone Cold got excited until he looked at the cover and seen it's Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones on it. At first, I was like, 
wait a minute, did they just remake Stone Cold's classic? Okay. And then I had the case this is from 1989, the same title, completely different movie. So I thought it would be interesting for Silver and Gold to review the package in the package, one from 1989 and one from, uh, uh, I can't remember which year I did the package, I was probably drunk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so old Stone Cold just wanted to call in and say that, and, uh, oh, yeah, and Justin wanted to say something here. Sholay, 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 Sholay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just really wanted to do that. I, hey, Justin, was there through my head during the entire episode, and I don't know why. I'm Probably because it's World Cup fever, and I think Austin's going to give me a stunner because he looks really agitated. Bye-bye. Oh, oh hell yes, I'm agitated. <laughs> Stone Cold. Thank you, Stone Cold, I think. Um, so you can always send us feed sacks just like that one. To 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, find our show on iTunes and Stitcher and our website at silvagoldgold.com And join our Facebook group that we will never kick you out of at sil- facebook.com <laughs> slash group slash silvagoldgold. Um, <laughs> uh, so next week, um, we're going to do... What are we doing? Oh, right. Uh, we're doing... Assassins Abroad double feature. A couple new-ish films. Newer. Uh, we're going to do Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, directed by our lover, George Clooney. And we're going to do... I totally forgot he directed that. Um, In Bruges from 2008 uh, with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Finally, so. two good movies! Woo! Yay! Wait. Um, so that'll be a fun one. Uh, Wendy... We yeah. really appreciate you coming on once again. Thank appreciate you for it. having me. I um, love talking to you. You didn't you, you did mention your uh, ventures earlier, but if you'd like to plug here and tell us where we could find those, I don't think we ever talked about that. Double page spread. You can find it on iTunes and on Stitcher and on Libsyn and, uh, and as well as Trashy Trio. And see here, they're available in all your fine podcast venues. And, uh, and then uh, your... See Here is also on iTunes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do believe it is. Okay. Or if you want to hear me play drums, there's always the band Demon Familiar that I play in. There you go. That's oh. D-A-M-O-N, Demon Familiar. And you can listen to both my records on Spotify. Nice. Are you Anything on else? iTunes as well there? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Uh, we expect our free CDs for letting you on the show. Um, <laughs> I have plenty. Also. <laughs> All right, um, I guess that's it for us this week. Um, anybody else have anything else they want to add? Dow. All right, until next time when we talk about some uh, assassinations, this is Loaf Oot. <laughs> <laughs>